Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus podcasts. Please make sure to like to comment, to subscribe. We appreciate it. Any chance you get, tell somebody about this podcast. Remember, the morning after every Bills game. Mike Catalano, along with Dan Fates. Dan, let's explain Happy to everybody yes, where we are at the moment. We are driving back. We are driving back from Detroit. And if you don't know this, um, the way to drive back to Western New York from Detroit if you can, is to go through the wonderful country of Canada. Oh, Canada. Yes. And maybe if you stay till the end, there's the good story of how we got in back into the States. Yes. We can tell that one. Uh, let's certainly now tell the story of what happened in this game. So, let's put it bluntly. Bills were in trouble. They needed to get bailed out. And I think their two biggest stars, certainly their biggest star and their other big star on offense, just bailed them out of this game. Yeah, it's just one of those times where Josh Allen just looked at Stephon Diggs and said, you know, we talk a lot about times that Josh forces things. He had to force the ball to Stephon Diggs. It was just one of those scenarios where those two guys were bigger than their 111th. And they needed to play like it. They played like stars in big moments because it wasn't pretty. We can get to all that. We can break down where they are and, and how we see this team moving forward. But that was just a game you just had to figure out how to get a win. So let's go to the moment where the Bills are down in the game in the fourth. And they have the ball at their own 10-yard line. And it is loud in Ford Field. Very so you're on the field. Tell everybody what the atmosphere was like in that game at that moment yeah. on the road against a hungry young team that thinks they're getting better. Yeah. What 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 that, was that like at that? Yeah, I thought it was a great atmosphere. I, I probably a top ten game that I'll that I've ever been in 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 the sense of Lions had won three in a row, had the Bills up against the ropes. Uh, they expect, I think the crowd was over 66,000. It was one of their biggest crowds. It was the biggest crowd they've had since 2011. And it wasn't a ton of Bills fans. Like, it was a hostile environment that the Bills were backed up in. And I kept tweeting, like, this place is loud. And then another play would go by. You go, it's getting louder. Like, it was just that type of atmosphere. Yeah. So they get the ball deep in their own territory. And Josh had had some struggles, you know, Tony Romo, I guess, kept talking about the injury to the elbow and all those things. 
And then he made a play that I don't want to see forgotten, but on that drive, he threw a beautiful ball down, I guess it would be the right sideline to Dawson Knox. He dropped it in the bucket there. Knox made a play. I thought that was a huge play for them offensively. And it just again shows like you talk about dropping the bucket. It's the touch and the feel that that always that that I don't ever take for granted because when he Josh came into the league, he only had the fastball. That he didn't have that touch and feel and and to be able to change the trajectory of his balls into fine throwing lanes. And it was a, a, a throw. And again, I think Knox only had two catches on the day, but that was a huge one. Yeah, they needed Knox to help with blocking. Offensive line, obviously a big issue in this one. So they keep driving down the field, and they ran it a few times too. They were moving it. Allen ran the ball a few times. Then they got a call, uh, the rough in the quarterback call, which was a big one yeah. for them at that time. Uh, what'd you think of the call? I didn't see the call. So I went back to the throw because it was a throw on the sidelines to Stefan Diggs, who was ruled out of bounds. Yeah. So, so it was like right, that was like right in front of my lap. It was late. The defender was late, and he sort of tossed Josh over. I'll put it to you this way. In 2022, that's a rough in the passer call. I mean, go back but five in years plus. But in Ron Jaworski would get suplexed. He would. Poor Jaws. I can't believe he doesn't flinch, even when the name Lawrence Taylor comes up. The things that used to get done to them. Now, I'm not doing this whole thing where these guys, like, put flags on them and it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a tough game played by tough people. But I would say it wasn't the worst hit Josh has ever taken. It was late, and you can't do that. They know it. He sort of flipped them over. So they get that call, and then they move down. But like you said, in the moment when he needs the touchdown, Who's he go to? Yeah, and it's if I'm the Lions, I also know he's going to him. But they, they were just on one of those connections and one of those same, I don't vibes. know, both, yeah, yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. But and they're also just so intense, both of them. A lot of frustration on the sidelines. Um, a lot of questioning, not in a, not in a meet like not in a diva way or anything like that. Like not that there were tempers flaring on the sidelines, but there was a lot of sense of like, what is going on? Like, why can't we get a first down when we need one? Why can't, you know, why isn't this passing game working? What are these things going? And you have Stephon Diggs, who's very intense. You have Josh Allen, who's intense. And it was just one of those things where it was like, they're just not going to stop us. We're going to tell you what's coming, and you still can't stop it. Well, they didn't stop it. They scored the touchdown, and you're thinking, all right, Tyler Baska. Bass misses the extra point. Was In it a dome? Yeah. Uh, where he made six field goals five days earlier. Um, I wasn't filming. Because I was shooting, the Stephon Diggs was just so fired up on the sidelines after the touchdown. He went yeah. right in front of Josh Allen, told him, "I told you, I got you." All these things, full-on emotion coming out. Yeah. Um, so and then when the emotion it. changes because now instead of it being a four-point game, it's a three-point game. Huge difference because automatically that adds or subtracts 30 yards that you have to worry about. I mean, once yeah. they get to the yeah. 40, you figure a team can – or 30, team can kick a field goal. Yeah. And so the Lions drive down. The Bills' defense tightens up enough, and they force the field goal. And he makes the field goal. It looked like it was going to go wide. Who did you say you were looking at? Poyer that? put his hands up. Poyer started to celebrate. He thought he had missed it. Yeah. So, but he doesn't, so he makes it. So now we go back to it. Kick off to the Bills. 23 seconds left. They kick uh, it deep. Look, let's say this. It, nothing ever will replace the 13 seconds in Kansas City because uh, it's different. And this was not against the Chiefs in a playoff game. 
and this was 23 seconds, not 13, but it should reinforce to everybody it's never over. Like it's, <laughs> and the Bills got the ball, kicked it into the end zone. So you're thinking, all right, are they going to take? Yep, right away. You knew they were going to take a shot yeah. with all the issues they had, yeah. problems on the O line. I did, I did have that thought for a second that they were going to just to, to kneel on it. Yeah, or they were going to do something. You know, look conservative. You can't throw a pick at midfield here. I, that's that was what was going through my head. Right, but you know what? You got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. If you throw it short or take a knee, the Lions are going yes, because they didn't do that. Yep. They took a shot, and I think it's a combination pass and catch that is one of the biggest regular season plays we've seen out of this group of Bills. I'm not saying this game is that big. I'm saying is in that moment when you can steal the game right there and yeah. win it. He hits Diggs. Diggs makes an, uh, it was really good defense. Yeah. I mean, the guy hits him right as Diggs catches it. He holds onto it, hits the ground, calls the timeout. Like, it was a fantastic play. Maybe, and again, at the time, the throw was coming down the field towards me. I thought it was a really good throw. I, like, like, I was like, wow, like, what a big chunk play. That's exactly what they needed. And then I saw the reverse camera angle after the game. The, the, the camera angle from behind Josh, it's an unreal throw. It, it is a next level, maybe three people on the planet make that throw. Mahomes, Allen, and maybe Herbert. Yeah, I'm, I'm stopping to put Herbert in any of these lists. He's got There's it. Mahomes and Allen. I know Herbert can make some throws. Yeah. Until they start doing something, oh, yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't earn his place there. He makes a bunch of throws in the, the darkness that is Charger games that end yes. up just being – I'm talking about – you're right. Physically, he's got the arm to do Correct. it. But, like, these guys – It was a top it. five throw of Josh Allen's career. I got to tell you, look, right now Mahomes is the MVP. He is. He's played great. I think he's going to win it at the moment. Yep. Things can change. And we've had Josh chasing Mahomes over yep. the last few years. Then it felt like they were about even. Mahomes is ahead of him a little bit. These last two drives, big Mahomes-like for Allen. Yeah. And that's the, that's the gold standard. Yeah. It is. Mahomes has been that guy. He's been great. He did it to the Chargers the other day. So, puts him in position. Love that they had the timeouts. Think about it. They got to run. They started with 23 seconds. They were in field goal range basically off the pass. Yep. And then Josh gave him a better spot and a better spot. Yeah. And Bass. Bass, Bass said uh, they were in range after the digs catch. Yeah. He was well, he felt like it. he could try it. Yeah. And then they got him in a better spot. They used yeah. him very, I thought, right away, don't throw it, run yeah. it. You've got the timeouts. And they did. And they got him in position. And I thought for Bass, who's been a really good kicker. Yep. To have that chance right after he had the miss on a field on an extra point to go knock it through, give him the win. That's huge for him too. Yeah, redemption. I mean, your miss single-handedly almost could have lost the game. You're yeah. ex, you're making such a point, and um, but to be able to flush it, uh, whether you talk about it, it's you know the expression of a golfer just kind of forgetting that swing, moving on. Josh always talks about it. You know, five-second rule, uh, moving on. It's easier said than done. And for Bass in that situation, I think, shows a lot about who he is as a kicker and how much his teammates can depend on him. You know what I like, though? After the game, we got to talk to the coaches and players. And, you know, Josh Allen was Josh after the game. He did. So he was asked about his injury. And he, <laughs> he basically, come on, he admitted he's, he's hurt. Yeah. He said, 
nobody's 100 percent he's not 100 percent he's not close to it now hopefully with a little bit of time i'd like to see him limit his throwing and practice for a little while i think yeah. they've done that um sean mcdermott said something i think is totally accurate all the games are the same they're just wins we just pile them you know you try to win them right because he didn't show that extra emotion did totally he? No, Mike, that was, this is just another game. It's just, just like any of the other ones, eight before them. Go on the Bills, whether it's Twitter or on their site, because they're, they're allowed, obviously. It's the Bills photographers. Those guys do a great job. They're shooting video of the Bills postgame when Sean McDermott is talking to the team and handing out game balls and all that stuff. Uh, he is emotional. He is fired up. He's yelling about two games five days dealt with the snow like you see sean he's always more like all right men good job men way to come through he does his clap and all not this one yeah that was a filled with excitement but also a bit of relief and it just all came out i thought it was kind of cool to see well and like i said and obviously We'll get into some of the injuries, but just all of the other things, whether it was Von Miller going down, not having Mitch Morris, Deion Dawkins going down, all of those things. What do you always talk about, Mike? It's it's reasons, not excuses. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of reasons that they were struggling on offense. One of them's Ken Dorsey. We can get to that in a little bit. But just the fact of you found a way. And I think you've made a great point is where, you know, we were recapping the game and things like that before we started recording was just the fact of like the hindsight wins. I always think about this. You you look back, right? Especially like this week and you go, "Oh my god, they didn't play great. They barely beat Detroit. They beat, you know, the Browns who are not a good team. Guess what? If they play great in Foxborough next week or then the Jets game and they win and they look great, nobody's going to care that they didn't look good in these games. You had to win the game so when you look at the standings you go oh that's a win yes you want to play better you need to play better if you're going to win and win in the playoffs but it's a hindsight win when you look back and you go how many wins just like that Jets loss just stings more than any of them because it's a division loss the Dolphins game stings they had all those reasons to lose those games but they still needed to find a way, and they yeah. didn't get it done. These games aren't as important in the standings because they're not in the division. Right. But they needed the victories. But it's funny, too, in hindsight, you're going to talk about that. Like, there'll be one or two things that you will stand out about about the game. And, and you, right. may, you may forget other parts. Like, I, I think about the Miami game. I think of the Heat and them failing in the red zone. Like, that, that's just kind of where it is. This game, I'll think about Tyler Bass and Josh Allen and Like Like, I will forget about how difficult – the offense looked when I look back at this game at the end of the at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It it ended up being a rough, rough day that ended with spectacular fashion yep. on the last couple of drives to figure out a way to get it done. So all that was good. You mentioned the injuries. Let's talk about them a little bit. Um, look, they're playing uh, without Von Miller now. He's going to be out for a while. We don't know yet. The initial reports were a sprained knee. I think they'd be thrilled yeah. if that's what it is because that means he's coming back correct this year maybe late in the year i don't know sometimes they say four to six you just have to be careful hopefully that's the case he's got to get the mri as we're recording this 
you know, they're back in Buffalo. He'll get an MRI. They'll get the results. The doctors, at least from the reports, believe that's the case. They need him back for the playoffs. They need to get Rousseau back on the field. I think Ian Rapport was saying that the team has hope that it is just a sprain. So there's encouraging news. And and this is, you know, brought back a little bit of flashbacks to Thanksgiving of last year when we were leaving the stadium at the Superdome, we had heard the team is fearing the worst. About that, Trey White. About Trey White. And that this his season was going to be over and he had torn his ACL. So just like what I always said when Josh Allen's injury came up and everybody's like, oh, no, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this. Those those reports from the team that, that kind of get you know sent out are usually when things are really bad. Is you hear, okay, this is happening. So for the again, for another sign of hey, they're thinking it's just his brain, they still have to do some more tests, uh, is encouraging sign for me as we're sitting here recording. This. If people don't know, most of this information comes from the agents. Yeah. The national guys do a very good job. They're tied in with the agents. The agents especially encouraging news. You know, if they got their guy, like I'm not saying Vaughn's agent is the one, but there's no reason for the Bills trainers Correct. or, you know, medical people to be saying this, but you see all of them get similar information. So it they, they hope that's the case. Now, we're going to get back to some of the other stuff, but you mentioned Trey from a year ago. I think this was strange, but I understand it, but I've never seen it before. He was on a pitch count, and sometimes when you hear that, I thought, well, maybe he's only going to play every third series, and he's going to play. No, they got him out there for two series and got him off the field. And, Dan, I've never seen a team use a important, basically middle of the season, regular season game, use a roster spot, and know you're only going to play a player. He played 15 snaps. Yeah, I love it. And then they sat him down. That is stunning to me that they used a real game and a real roster spot. I understand why they did it because yeah. it's Trey White and they're getting it. back. Yeah, but I've never like seen it. a team do it. We, we talk about there's only 53 guys that can dress. Um, if you if you don't understand how important all 53 players are, I, I don't know how to have that conversation. <laughs> but just there's not enough guys, and everyone is so, so important. Um, so to have a player and to activate him and, and to put him on the roster when he's only going to play 15 plays, I think is a little strange. It is. But now, again, they were nicked up in a bunch of other areas, and maybe their thought was we can get Trey out there, get some snaps out of him, see where he is, and – you know, other guys. They treated it like more. it was a preseason game. They did. Now look, Dane Jackson played every snap, and he got tortured in the game. Yep. I mean, he really did. They picked on him, and it's funny. Benford is obviously their next choice. Uh, Elam is coming back from his injury. He played a limited amount, not as much. Yeah. Um, but a healthy Trey White makes them all better. It just yeah. does. If he comes back and maybe next week, you know, he's he's yeah. can play more. Maybe he's up to half the game. I don't know what they yeah. – maybe he's 35, 40 snaps. They don't want to just throw him out there for 70 snaps. But I think that would be a pl- – I just have never seen a team do that in a regular season. No, game. and I was been saying it for the last few weeks is that they needed Trey back for the emotional boost. That it, that it's like you're you're well, you they are got gaining some of that today. And, and I think they did. Yeah. And I really do. I really. Jordan Poyer talks about it after the game that he was glowing. That he, you know he just he goes I can't believe it. Because I think all the players knew exactly what the plan was. Yes. It wasn't like they were standing there going, 
why Where's is Trey? It, yeah. Why isn't he on the field? It wasn't a setback. This is what designed, but he said, you know, just so funny to be calling. He goes, he was so excited to be calling plays and being like, wow, two sevens back. And I'm giving him checks. And he goes, that was awesome. So I think it did provide that boost. Um, again, I think if they were, you lose, a, a, you know, you're already down two defensive ends. You, you lose Vaughn. I, numbers are important. Yeah. And every single game Every single player has responsibilities, and they may be more than what you realize just sitting at home. All right, reasons, not excuses. The offensive line was a mess. You got Mitch Morris out. So now you got Bates moving from guard to center. So now you're weaker at center. Though yep. Bates is tough, and he goes in there and plays. I heard him <laughs> talking to the D-tackle. I'm trying to remember his name for um, the Lions afterward, and they met up in the tunnel. I was just happy to be standing there, and he goes, he says, he goes, man, you're a big blah, blah, blah. And they were laughing. He goes, you were on me the whole game. And the other guy laughed. I mean, these are big human beings fighting yeah. each other the whole game. Bates is a tough player. I like him on the field. But, again, he's not the center that Mitch Morris is. Correct. So then Greg Van Roten's going to play guard. Now you're, you're worse at guard. You just are. That's dropping that position. And then Deion Dawkins goes out. So now David Questenberry is now your – left tackle yep. so you your best two linemen are Dion and Mitch and they're both out they're out you are weaker you have two backups and your two weakest starters I think have been Spencer Brown and Roger Saffold that's my opinion I don't I, know what pro football focus says uh, and my, they were your only guys playing in their regular spot yeah for me it's Saffold's been the most disappointing and then a pretty large cap and then I would say Spencer Brown. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they tried a few quick passes. Uh, they couldn't run the ball really all that successfully. Once Dion kind of went out, they, I think they kind of yeah. didn't really get too much going in the second half on the ground game besides Josh. Yeah, it was interesting. Dion grabbed his helmet. I thought maybe he was going to come back. I tweeted it out that we saw him there. And yeah. then he was in good spirits. He, yeah. he, he pulled me aside. Um, I didn't tell you this. And he was pointing, I was filming him to get a shot of him, and he's pointing to somebody in the stand saying, give me a paper. Give me a paper. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. I'm like, Dion, you shouldn't be, like, talking to fans. Like, it's the middle of this game. And it was the guy that's on the cart camera that rolls up and down the sidelines that is the TV broadcast. It's right. the main broadcast camera. And Dion then grabs me and goes, ask him why he has those papers. And they have papers and they're the players' headshots. Oh, yeah, because so they don't the know every player. Right. right. So when the producer says, hey, I need a shot of Mitch Morris, the guy can look and say, where's Mitch Morris? Okay, he's ball guy, beard. Well, okay. especially when he's not in uniform. Correct. Right. So it was, they're not, they don't have their numbers or anything like that. So he goes, so I told Dion that, and he's like, oh. <laughs> so again, so then Dion told, like, the trainer next to him, and they all had a good laugh. So again, seems like Dion's in good spirits. It wasn't like he, you know, he didn't go back in the locker room. He, he walking stayed there. boot, right? We see a lot of walking boots. Every, I, we all That's get like walking boots. That's like a given. Boots. Yes. That's a given. Uh, it's like Matt Beauvais was in a walking boot. Yes. Channel 7. He's fine now. Yeah, fine. He's fine. He's coming back. Uh, so we don't know for next week which of that group is coming back. Um, but I, now we're done with injuries. I want to highlight a few guys. Ed Oliver loves Thanksgiving. Loves Was a beast, beast. out there. Made yep. big plays. Love, love Ed getting that press up the middle, especially when Vaughn's not in the game. Rousseau's not in the game. I mean. They needed it. Yeah. Sean said it. Um, I think Detroit has two really good tackles. Yep. Um, 
and their guards were out. Their, their so two starting guards were out. Yep. So you you needed to get pressure up the middle. It has been something that you know obviously teams always want to get, but this was a, a time where you talked about how Josh and Steph just had to step up. It was equally the same on the other side where you don't have Tremaine Edmonds, you don't have Von Miller, you don't. Have, it's like somebody's got to step up. And yeah. just, it, Ed, you like you need to save these cornerbacks who are getting roasted. We need you to make some plays. I love St. Brown. Stud. That kid is a player. And he has Jared Goff throwing to him. Like, like this isn't some top ten passing offense. No. It's Jared Goff. He threw some nice balls today. Though. I agree. And yeah. I think he's a nice quarterback. But, man, get, yeah. him, get him with a real offense. Oh, man. Love Stud. that kid. Uh, you know, I don't think Detroit's giving him up anytime no. soon. Um, okay, so in that case... If they can get some of these back, they're playing without Tremaine Edmonds. They absolutely missed him. I like AJ Klein is a gamer. He's out there. Yeah. He's had limited practice. Yeah. He's on the team, made a couple of plays for them, yep. had a tackle behind the line, but they missed some tackles in this game. They just missed him. And I think DeMar Hamlin had one again along the sidelines when they ended up yep. taking the lead. You got to make sure you don't give up that extra 15, 20 yards. You just got to get that guy out sooner. So, they had to miss tackles. Sean talks about fundamentals. They haven't practiced. That does impact players. It Agreed. absolutely does. But, again, reasons, not excuses. They found a way to get it done. All right, so, Dan, I want to ask you this now. We're looking at them and going, they're 8-3. They're 8-3. Three. Three. Don't have to apologize for it. How do you feel about them at 8-3? and three? Not great. In the sense of this is a team that used to instill fear in opposing defenses and i know people are saying well dan's an idiot they average 28 points a game it it doesn't feel the same and you can look at the box scores and say okay we're scoring points what do you mean we're winning right there it doesn't feel the same watch the game i know what josh allen's box i know he finished with 330 something yards passing it doesn't feel easy there's nothing that has come easy with this offense for the last month plus. Now, there's re reasons for that, issues with the offensive line and all. But I got to say, and this is not just like it's all – but Ken Dorsey's got to find another gear. He's got to find – you know, there's something about being that guy, the play caller. And there's one thing about the idea of the continuity. He's been a quarterback's coach. He's been there. Well, guess what? He wasn't calling the plays. Nope. And, and it's adjustments – in a game, it's yep. adjustments week to week. It's adjustments during the year when the defense seems to know what your tendencies are. You got to come up with something different to get guys open, to help Josh out a little bit more. I just haven't seen it. No. And, and there had been, I talked about it. I did a, a vlog on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel about it, like who's more to blame because Josh seems to be forcing things. But I think he's forcing things, as we saw over the last two or three weeks, because there's nothing open. And and Josh is not going to be this guy that wants to throw the ball away 15 times. He's still going to try and fit the ball into tight windows. Right. Unfortunately, what, what about the, the red zone interception? So this is another one, too. Like, it's a, it's a slant to Stephon Diggs, and that has been something they have run all season long. And teams have, have figured it out the last three to five games. But they keep going to it. So, yeah, it's a great play that the pass is deflected and that a linebacker's right there for the interception. It's a... Kind of a fluky play, but the defense knew it was coming, and that's what's concerning to me. Because, Mike, to me, this offense 
doesn't have anything to hang their hat on. And my and, and the comparison I can say that to is when the when the Vikings beat the Bills. The Vikings, oh, they're eight and one, all, all these things. They are that Justin Jefferson catch, you can't depend on it week <laughs> in and week out yeah. to be in a fourth and eighteen situation. So what you can depend on is short passing game, running the ball, screen games. But what do the Bills do out of any of those that are good? That's that's, right. that's my fear. Yeah, that that's when I say the so they have Josh Allen who can bail you out at any moment, but you can't it's depend exhausting. on that. It is, and it's exhausting to him. They need something else. They can get that together. I mean, last year I they agree. were seven and six, I and agree. they were struggling, and they found a way, and they ran it better. The line played better, and then Josh just not every game, but the Atlanta game. He was terrible in that Atlanta game. Yeah, but the rest of them he got go- well, and the New England game. But there was a reason. I mean, that was the game that wind was blowing. Correct. You know, and all that, and then he was great in the playoffs. So it can come. Um, I don't feel great about the way they're playing, and take this for the way I mean it. I don't care at the moment how they're playing. Meaning, you gotta win. You gotta figure out a way to win. These last two games are the perfect example yep. of that. Yep. If they play great the next two weeks, right, and you beat the Patriots and you beat the Jets and you look really good doing it, it's awesome. You know what else is good? That you won these two games. So in hindsight, those are two wins. Wouldn't they want that Jets and Dolphins game back? They could have, if not, should have won both of those. The Vikings game they gave away. All three of their losses, they had absolutely every chance to win, and they didn't get it done. So they're still feeling that. That's why the Dolphins have the tiebreaker on them. That's why right now they're behind the Chiefs instead of even with them with the tiebreaker. So all the other stuff has to happen. But right now, these wins keep you alive for the division. Not that it would have been gone. But if you lost these two games, not that they were going to lose that Browns game. Even these, you cannot lose them. Yeah, They won them. Now they gotta, now they gotta get better. I want to yeah. see them play better. Certainly, yeah. when I say it doesn't matter, I tell you all the time, it's win or panic. That's the NFL. Yep. You know, everybody gets so excited. You know, when a team looks great, that's great. I, I made the example of the Cowboys. They choked away that Green Bay game. They're up 14 in the fourth quarter at home. People are crushing them. The next week they win 40 to three. Now they're Super Bowl champs. Well, they look great, and they may be really good, but it's going to crush them that they lost that game to the Packers. Yep. Even if they would have just held on, that's what you got to do in the NFL. Find a way to win and then fix the problems. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like looking at no. it like, oh, they're fine. No, they got to work on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I will to. say this, and, you know, good teams find a way to win. Yep. And today – for what seemingly felt like 55 minutes, nothing came easy. Nothing came easy to this Bills this Bills offense, and they found a way. Yeah. And it was pretty much on the backs of two guys, but that's sometimes what you need. Sometimes you need your studs to just step up and carry the team and say, guys, I got you. Yep. And that's what happened. So you chalk that up. You got two wins in five days in brutal circumstances. Um, and you don't have to apologize to anybody for nope. for those games being maybe when we look back the box score being closer than what they were because they're W's. Yep. And you know what? The Warriors can go into a ba- a game with a bunch of game plans, you know, and they're going to try to get this guy going and Draymond this and, and guess what? They win the game because Steph yep. and 
and Clay just knocked down ridiculous threes. Yep. Well, today, Allen yeah. and Diggs knocked down big threes for yeah. them. That's, That's a great what point. they did. Yep. It's like everything else has gone wrong. Uh, how about we knock some shots in? And in yep. this case, things were going wrong on the road, and the big guys came through. Um, we always talk about the food. It's Thanksgiving Day. Um, this is my third year of four going on Thanksgiving. I've, uh, I tweeted at Commissioner Goodell. Yeah. I would like to spend next year with our families. Yeah, we're a little done with Thanksgiving. We're all good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, you know, for our Buffalo Plus family. But we got a lot of time together. We could take Thanksgiving yeah. off. So, Dallas, you guys know, if anybody knows me, despise the Cowboys, everything they're about. They are elite in the press box food spread. And on Thanksgiving ridiculous jerry goes all in on that it was phenomenal phenomenal uh last year we were in new orleans it was lame uh they don't do thanksgiving i don't want to get this is a city known for its food was awful and it was late and dan couldn't eat anything upstairs because it was getting too close to game time and he actually had a boxed sandwich crappy sandwich yeah. dinner for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wasn't even turkey. Nope. Was like this a ham year. Sam, ham sam. This year we got we little obviously Detroit knows how to do Thanksgiving. Uh yeah, that was fine. It was it was a nice it was fine. It was, fine. It, was it was like um you know a buffet turkey buffet yeah like like if if you went I don't know if there's places that you go or some other buffet. T- yeah it was kind of one of the and First of all, I like Detroit because the people are so nice. Love Detroit. People working in the stadium, so nice. And we were there twice. Underrated city. But Dan got to come up in the lofty heights of the press box and eat. Uh, they had pumpkin pie. Do you have any pumpkin pie? No, I had pecan. Oh, pecan. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big pumpkin yeah. pie guy myself. What about um, pecan? Not really. If I'm going to go pie, it's going to be, be apple. apple. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, it's going to be apple. Nah, it's not not my top of the list, but that was fine. But you know they did that, so that was fine. But um, it was nice. It was nice that you were able to share in that because downstairs, nada, right? Nada. I mean, like nothing. There was coffee, right? There was coffee. That's great. Yeah. And I think I still remember when I came and I was like, hey, I got these donuts. Yeah. I think you stole those, those. Yeah, I think those were for the CBS crew. By the way, the two bags of chips that I grabbed, uh, that we I brought. To the, yeah, I, I think they were from what they were giving the bills on the way out the door. Yeah, I stole two more, so I yeah. got four. Look at that. We're chip stealers. So, anyhow, uh, anything else? Should we do the story? It's a tough one to tell because I can't – I don't want to sound like uh, – all right, I'll tell it in a certain way. Um, so it's Dan a great and story. I, Dan and I are going. <laughs> it's a great story. We're driving into the United States from Canada because we make this drive. And I'll say this, there's a big line. If you've ever been, you gotta go through customs. Um, I'm not gonna use the actual terms because I don't want anybody to think this, but I relayed a message to Dan that I thought we could use the one lane. Wholeheartedly believed that it was good. And in reality- We were sitting there in what would have been Two hours right. of, of crossing the and border. And I am searching Google and I'm saying, hey, we, we can, can do, do this because of something I had. 
Correct. So we went, and we are, when I mean we are passing cars, hundreds. Hundreds. It was, it was at least three quarters of a mile on this bridge that is just, We're just standstill. Going by, and Dan is going. I wish there was somebody in front of me doing the same thing because we're the only ones doing it. This lane, it was like they parted the Red Sea. And we cruised through. So now what would have been a two-hour wait? Hey, we're right in front of the line. We pull up. We hand our stuff to the very nice yes. woman at the border, and she's not happy. And what she Mike thought was incorrect. What I thought was partially correct. Correct. <laughs> the other part was not correct. Yes. And she very sweetly and directly. After threatening. <laughs> after threatening us, made us pull over the. Okay. So here's so the then, best. All right, yeah. So then. This is the best part. The guy who, if any of you know who Nick Sariani is, the Eagles head coach, guy kind of looked like him except jacked and having his whole outfit on with the it, gun it, it and the got, whole thing. Right? Yeah, he is not messing around. We get out of the vehicle. He tells us, don't bring your phones. Bring and your identification. Says, bring your ID. It's fine. It's not like we're being, you know, we're not handcuffing us. Uh, and then he says to Dan, leave your man purse. <laughs> and Dan's like, what? And he says, leave your man purse. So I have a Lululemon over oh, the, it's a Lululemon? Yeah, yeah, a little fanny pack, okay? <laughs> All right? I used it as my, my daughter's diaper bag. You it don't understand. Di- he said it with disdain. I've never felt smaller as a man. <laughs> Leave your, your man, man purse. purse. So now, Dan feeling emotionally crippled. As we're getting called into the principal's office. So we is walked what it feels in, like. and it was a bunch of guys in there doing their job. Guy was super cool. We explained to him that we made an error. They were awesome. They were great. They joked around that the Lions are not an NFL team. Like, that was the fun part. And we ended up going through, which was nice. Saving two hours. Yeah, not intentional. I would never do it again. And you are listening to this. Maybe you can figure it out. I am not thinking we got over on anything. We were stupid, and it was my fault. But I'm not the one who got told to leave my man purse (laughs) in the car. It was spectacular. Yeah, that was good. That one will live on. That is an all-time moment. And especially the guy was like, total man calling your thing the man purse was everything hilarious. in there. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Yeah. So, anyhow, kind yeah. of funny. I, just thought that, I thought that was worth sharing. It was. I just don't want to make it seem like, then I'll get somebody from like, you know, the feds coming after us. Yeah. Two countries coming after us. Yeah. Love Canada. Honest mistake. Love the people at the border. All nice. But... Yeah. We now know. We now know. All right. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate you uh, as we're driving through beautiful Canada on our way back to the United States of America. Uh, We appreciate you listening to us. Please make sure to rate us. Comment. Give us some comments on this. What do you think about Dan's man purse? (laughs) I was going to say. That was exactly what I was going to say. And tell your friends about it because uh, we have a little fun with this. Um, That's going to do it for us. Hey, Foxborough next week, huge game, and then the Jets after that. So two division games coming up. So we'll see what happens. Uh, For Dan the Man Purse, I'm Mike Catalana. Thanks for listening to Buffalo Plus, and we'll check you out the next time. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.